Miller and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back here for episode, well, not episode, segment <laughs> number two. Excuse me on that. Well, I was wilding. But anyway, still in podcast mode. I, I, I totally was. You know how that goes. But anywho, we're having a fun conversation about this whole Lewis Riddick situation, man. And uh, we told you going into the break that we were going on the phone lines, man. Hit up the homie, Terrence Garvin, to get his thoughts on uh, this situation and some other things surrounding the Steelers. So without further ado, TG, you, you, you hear, baby? Can you hear me? Locker mate. Uh oh. Uh oh. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Pittsburgh Steelers alumni, West Virginia University Woo! alumni, Terrence Garvin. Hey, so T, man, talk to me a little bit, man. Um, we obviously got Lewis Riddick scheduled to get interviewed sometime this week, man. What are your thoughts on that process right there with him being a candidate? Um, he's a good candidate. Lewis Riddick knows football, you know. He's somebody who's been around football, he's had winning seasons. He's got a successful history, successful record. So he's a good candidate. Um, personally, I just I kind of stand on the Steeler way is to work from within. So I think they're interviewing people. This is my personal. I think they're interviewing people. I think they're checking people out. But I think ultimately you'll see a decision come from within, somebody who's been in the organization for a few years and kind of knows the Steeler way. I guess you can call it. Hmm. Now, but, well, go but, ahead. Oh, no, yeah. go ahead. Continue, my bad. No, I'm saying, until Lewis Reddick, he's a good candidate. Like, that's a strong outside the organization candidate. I think out of the ones you've seen, he's a strong one. I think him and Coach Tomlin would actually do very well together. So, hearing you say that, though, that you think that those two guys would pair well, what do you like about Lewis in comparison to a guy like Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan? Um, it's interesting. I personally think of Brandon Hunt or Omar Khan is the strongest candidate. You know, mm-hmm. I think they know the Steeler way. I think they've been in the organization for numerous years. I think they've seen ups and downs. They know personal things that people might not know outside of the organization. They know, you know what I mean? They know internal things. They know what's going on. I just think, personally, I think those are the strong two candidates that it would ultimately choose from, similar to the D coordinator situation. But um, to Lewis Riddick's strength, he's been around football for years, decades. You know, he's been announcing it. He's always around it. He's been a GM. I believe it was the um, – was it the Lions? Uh, dire- was director of pro personnel with the um, – we were just talking about Eagles, Eagles in uh, Washington. The Eagles. Yeah. yeah, and he has some really good draft picks over there. Like, he has some good draft picks. He knows how to run an organization. He's – He's a good upkept man. Like you can tell, he's about his business. So I know him and Coach Tomlin would just connect. But like I said, personally, I just truly believe that it's going to come from internally to where somebody who's been in there, who's been in the trenches, you could call it, with the organization, you know, that can ultimately come and just continue the legacy or the history or the the way of the Steeler world. Because the Steeler, the Steeler way is a different way from it is. many other organizations. It definitely is. So I think you have to, in a sense, adapt the Steeler way. You have to learn the Steeler way and grow in the Steeler way. And I think that's one of the things that makes them consistently strong is they stay within themselves and they basically put you in in a, in a level and grow you. That's the Steeler way until it's time to move up to another level similar to the D coordinator situation, even 
uh, a coach Butts before that. He yeah. was a linebacker coach. He grew into that and then became the D coordinator. TA's been the DB coach. He's grew into that, and now he's the D coordinator. So you just kind of can see the Steeler way, I guess you call it. TG, let's piggyback off that then because I, I, I think you explained that very well. And, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen this, read this, heard this uh, on Twitter, on the airwaves, wherever. There's a lot of Steeler fans that this offseason – have been begging for a change from the Steeler way, right? More voices from outside of the organization. You know, a lot of Steeler fans will point out it's it's been a handful of years now since the team last won playoff games. We've got to shake things up a little bit. What would you say to those people, to those people that would say, you know, I want to hire from outside of the organization just for the sake of new eyeballs, new ideas, new how would you kind of respond to, to that when, you know, because I think you're in the same kind of um, – boat here is Moats and I in terms of the Steeler way and believing in how they do business. But what would you say to people who doubt that? I mean, you're always going to have doubters. You're always going to have people who aren't happy. Winning is the ultimate answer. And it's hard to win the NFL. It's hard to get the Super Bowls. It's hard to win Super Bowls. It takes a lot of pieces to bring that thing together to win Super Bowls. I think right now you're going, the Steelers are going through a makeover, you could call it. You see a, a decoordinator's leaving. Um, the GMs leaving, a quarterback's leaving. So it's a makeover happening. It's a new, I, w- I would say, error coming into the Steeler organization in itself. So, I mean, to say, like, to go outside of the organization to find what you need, yeah, that's a good argument, but you have to think what's built the Steelers and what's been the principles of the Steelers is stability and doing it the way. So it, it, it's worked. You can't say it hasn't worked. They've won seven, seven Super Bowls. It's not like they're a, a not successful franchise. So the, the principle or the steal away is the steal away. You have to stand on your principles moving forward no matter what. So to me, like the argument is, yeah, it's cool. It sounds good. But, I mean, what's gotten you here has been the stability and, per se, the steal away. So to me, it's kind of like I would think they would just stay with Steal away moving forward. And you, you've seen it a little bit. In sense, the D coordinator yep. has been a stealer who just moved up. You know, um, this GM position is being filled. We'll see what happens with that. And it'll be interesting to see how that quarterback situation maps out. It's, the same, it's a similar conversation, just a different yeah. position. Do, do you stay within the organization, grow with yours, and then draft one? Or, you know, or do you just bring one from the outside in who has to learn the steal away? Like the situations like a, a Melvin Ingram, you don't want something like mm. that in the office, in the front office. You don't want somebody that wants to do something different than per se the steal away, and then it just turns into a little bit of problems. Yeah, it's almost a like a power struggle. It's a yeah. Certain, yeah, it's a certain guy that comes into the steal organization, a certain type of player. You know, that GM position is going to be a major position because he has to not only understand what's needed for the Steal away, but you have to understand the type of guy that's needed for the steal away. So you, you you can say yeah you like some outside people, some different energy, but at the end of the day, the steal away has been the steal away, which has produced stealers, very successful stealers, the James Harrisons of the world, people like that. So it's like you're looking for a certain kind of guy to even fill that role, so you can continue to get gritty, hard nosed guys like that, you know. 
No, absolutely, absolutely. Talking to Terrence Garvin, ladies and gentlemen. TG. Pittsburgh Steelers alum, West Virginia me. University alum. My day gon' lock him in. He seen me at the beginning. He seen the struggle. <laughs> they brought an author most in there. The he, he saw the struggle. They brought, a, they brought a Terrence Garvin in there. That's a part of the Steelers way as well, man. You know what we on. <laughs> but continuing the conversation, right? We know with whoever we go with as GM, whoever the Steelers go with as GM, their first major thing is going to be figuring out the quarterback position. Now, we've been hearing speculation or reports that the Steelers could look to trade for a guy, whether it be a Jimmy G type or some of these other names that we've heard. We've also heard a ton of buzz about quarterbacks in the class all of a sudden now that the Senior Bowl has taken place. Guys like Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, really uh, starting to hear his name a lot more being linked to us. If you're in that position as this new GM, how are you addressing this quarterback situation? Um, I'm most likely looking to go from the draft. I think you have a guy in Mason Rudolph who's been there for a few years. I think you give him a chance, you know, and I think you draft him and you, in a sense, have a quarterback in waiting, have a quarterback conversation. You still have Dwayne Haskins in there who's been there for a year learning the system. So I think you draft one, and I think you groom one, and you grow one up in the Steeler way, you know, and you teach him the way of the land. You teach him what you want. You let him grow with Coach Tom, and you, you get you a guy for the future moving forward. Um, you know, they say it's not a super heavy quarterback draft. Uh, I'm a fan of Malik Willis. I know he went to Liberty. It wasn't a big college but he put up numbers. He has a big arm. He's athletic. You like them athletes at quarterback, huh? <laughs> that's what you're looking for in today's football. I think that Jimmy G is a good quarterback, but it's, he's a Mason Rudolph to me. They're, they're a similar personnel to me. And, I mean, one could argue that, but they're very similar in skill set. I think Mason could give you the same skill set Jimmy gives you, but I think the price tag would be a little bit more maybe – you run with Mason, you draft one, and you build up around him. You build up pieces all the way around him that could truly help him succeed or whoever the quarterback you decide to go with succeed. But I believe it has to be from the draft, and I believe it has to come from within a little bit more than going out here. And unless you can land like a Aaron Rodgers, you know, Hey man, they said Kyler Murray just scrubbed all his Instagram. Man, ain't no more, ain't no more Cardinals out there. They, what about him? That's what they saying out here. It's, it's the whole thing. When you go get you a big price quarterback, you got to lack in other pieces. Very other true. Pieces yeah. of the team have to pull up their weight. Mm-hmm. And right now, with Deontay Johnson's a free agent, you have to go ahead and address that. You still have to totally address that offensive line. That's no matter who's that quarterback. That's truly the main focus. Like. Yes, that quarterback is the heart of it, but that offensive line is going to determine the success of that whole team. Mm. So, at heart, that's truly the focus. You know, you have to get a quarterback, but you have to build that line up. You have to be able to protect whoever's back there. It does. You could be back there. If you can't get it off, it doesn't matter. So, like, you, you, you invested in the run game last year, getting a quarter, getting a running back. You have to get that line to where that what you invested in last year can truly succeed. You know, and you have to be able to get something that can maybe build off of that, that play action game, that quarterback that can move a little bit by an extra, extra time, you know, maybe get some people open in the back end. So to me, it's kind of like, yeah, you need a quarterback. I think you don't so much spend a ton of money or trade off a ton of pieces for that. 
and you go draft one. I think you build from within, and you get you some linemen that can really protect that quarterback. You keep that defense. You keep building on a strong defense, and you just continue to grow. Like, that team did make the playoffs. It's not like it wasn't a successful team. The team made the playoffs, and there's a lot of pieces in there. You want to keep your core pieces. You want to build and help that grow, and then get somebody who can finish games, you know? Like, at the end of the day, it's not about so much having to go out there and throw the ball 40, 50 times because you drafted a running back last year. You, you take another pressure off of that. You just need somebody who can finish the game, finish drives. It don't have to be a 50 gun from you. Like, just somebody who can get the job done and then just continue to grow and let him grow within the organization and become that. TG, let me ask you this then. Pick 20 rolls around for the Steelers and – Malik Willis is on the board. Let's say every quarterback except for Kenny Pickett is still on the board. Okay? Kenny Pickett goes QB1. Everyone else is still there. You could have Willis. You could have uh, Corral. You could have Sam Howell out of UNC. Or you look at it and maybe Tyler Lindenbaum, the, the really talented center from Iowa, is still there. Maybe there's a tackle or a guard you like. If, if pick 20 rolls around and there's two or three offensive linemen that you really like and there's two or three quarterbacks that you're a fan of as well too – which way would you go personally? Would you go to the trenches or would you look for that next signal caller? Mm. That sounds crazy. That's why I'm crazy. I might, it depends what they're like. If it's a dog there, <laughs> there <he> is. <laughs> I'm going to get that line. Yeah, I'm going to get that dog line. He said, I'll take a dog on that old line. I'm going to get that dog line. I'm going to ride with Dwayne or Mason. And then I'm going to see what comes around next year in the draft. Because there might be some good quarterbacks next year that we're not even talking about yet. You know? They're always or maybe easy, I yeah. get something. Yeah. Maybe a Willis falls to me late. Mm. In the, and maybe mm. I catch him in the second on a yeah. steal. Yeah. Or maybe I do get with the Ole Miss quarterback, Corral. Uh, Matt Corral, yeah. Matt Corral. Yeah, and mm-hmm. maybe I catch him in the second. Like, it's some – you got to think the discrepancy between these quarterbacks isn't super hot. Right. So, it's not like they're just going to fall off the board right now. So maybe it's like I go get that dog lineman and I find a way to trade back up early in the second and I come get me a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I just think that line has to be addressed no matter what. You can't – I don't know who's back there. If you can't protect it, it's not going to work and it's going to look bad. And then you know, I think if you get a – I don't want to call him a child, but if you get a rookie, that frustration kicks in, that mental kicks in. Mm-hmm. You want the rookie to just have as much success as he can. You want to be able to limit – you don't want him throwing the ball 50 times. You don't want him just having the sling. Right, you right. drafted a running back last year, so you build around that. You build to where you can run the ball because that's what you invested in. That's what you said last year. You drafted that running back. You said, we want to run the ball. So you drafted the running back. Then you drafted the lineman, what, in the third round? So, yep. Yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to say, I want to run the ball. That's what that's saying. So if you're saying, I want to run the ball, then you get pieces around it to be able to move the line to run the ball to build that play-action uh, slant, the, you know, that play-action mm-hmm. slant they love to run, that play-action dig that they love to run, you be able to build around that. But it starts up front. So if you can build up front to be able to sustain and set the line of scrimmage, then you move on and then you get the pretty pieces. You go get the Lexus that we're talking about. <laughs> and but right now you got to build that. you got to get muddy a little bit. And I feel like if you can get a dog lineman early, you go get that dog line, and then you go get that position that's going to be glorious. But, you know, if that's not just the dog lineman that you need and maybe you feel like you can get that in the next round, then you got to go with uh, 
You got to go with Willie. Got to live Okay. Okay. No, I like that. I like that right there, Terrence. So, uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Terrence Garvin is who we are on the line with, former Pittsburgh Steelers, West Virginia University alumni. All right, TG. It's time. We got to talk. We got to talk about this big, big game this weekend. You know that. We know you. The, the, the big, the big game. game. Yeah. Between that team from L.A. and that one from Cincinnati. Talk That's about crazy. it, man. How, how you feeling with that game, man, with the Super Bowl, man? What's your, what's your thoughts on it? I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. I have a trick question. I'm beginning to argue. If you're a Steeler fan, can you truly care for Cincinnati? No. Ooh. Can you do that? No. I'm truly asking. Ooh. I don't want to put nobody on the spot. Ooh. I'm just really out here. Ooh. One exception. No, no, no comment. Can I? Can if I? You, know? I'm no comment. If in this you, one. if Ooh. you went to Clariton High School with Tyler Boyd, then yes, you can root for Cincinnati. What, That's it. What oh, if? Okay. What if you shared a locker room with Mike Hilton though? Uh, well. Okay, what if you said? You know what I'm All of Pittsburgh Donald didn't share a locker room with Mike Hilton. <laughs> what if you was an Aaron Donald fan growing up? Yeah, what if you like Aaron Donald, man? Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, then you're in for the Rams. I mean, that's easy. <sighs> It'll be easy. For me, I think the Rams take the game. I think on paper, the Rams are the better team. I think matchup-wise, the Rams are the better team. Um, Quentin Spain's my dog. I yeah. love him. Shout out West Virginia. Salute. I love him. No disrespect. I just don't know how that line is going to hold up against that two lines. It's no disrespect. I love that. I love the Bengals. Stop. Stop. No, no, no. Stop. Go right back to your Quentin Spain <laughs> comment because I legit had this Mugs exact conversation me, with him. He was just giving Monday. me grief about this on Monday. Oh, Aaron Donald's going to eat Donald's your boy Quentin Spain. Your and he was not trying to hear it. So the fact that you, being a former WU alum yourself, who shared the grid on, you was out there. It's good to hear yeah. you say that. So if you could, just, just, just break down that matchup for us one time, you know? What's this, what's this Cincinnati old line going to look like against Aaron Donald and company I, over there? They gave up respect. They gave up in that win last week or two. Like, they just it, – It was nine, nine sacks, 12 nine against hits Tennessee, against yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was just the Bud Dupree effect. Oh, oh of course. The Bud respect. They got Von Miller over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's been playing really well lately. Corner. Yeah. They have a corner that you can't even look over there yeah. to that side in Jalen. And don't sleep on 11 on this side. 11's a dog over here. You got a vet safety in Weddle who's back there really like, okay, I've seen this before. You know, that's a really, 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 really good safety back there. <laughs> that's a good defense. Like, I'm trying to check that defense bite. Matt Stafford just says, I don't want to say not lose the game, but I feel like if he just does what he does, I think they win this. I think um, McVay's been here before. He's here before. He's mm-hmm. got a taste of that. This is not his first time in here. He felt that L before. Oh, yeah. He's back here. He wants, he wants that win. It's a young, hungry coach that you've got to get you a win. you got to mm-hmm. get one. He's thirsty for one. I know the betting was this been a feel-good story. I just feel like – I do. I think he's getting a ton of praise right now. You know how it goes, the Tom Brady mm-hmm. comparisons and whatnot. Yeah. I feel it. I, I, I love it. I think it's – but it's, it's going to be tough to beat that defense. Yeah. And he's going to get pressured all day. And on top of that, he can't just throw it up. Yeah. Because they have DBs that can get with you. Well, they, got was... DBs who, they got DBs who are playing the ball the same way that, you know, Jamar Chase is playing the ball. 
or Tyler Boyd is playing the ball. They got DBs that are really just offensive, you know, offensive, defensive players. Like, these boys go for the ball. They get interceptions. They play the ball. And that ball got to come out. So, I think it's just going to be, to me, it's that D-line. Like, if, if that O-line can truly hold up a little bit, it'll be a better game. But it's just going to be – it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You're going to have a pumped-up L.A. team. They bought this L.A. team. Yep. You know, they planned for this all year. Like, this is the game. If they didn't play good all year, this is the game where we bought you for this game. Like, you bought a lot. You bought Aaron Donald over here. They have many pieces that I'm not even saying that get home. You know, so that, that D-line is tough over there. It's just, to me, it's going to be tough. I don't think it'll be a blowout. It'll be a good game. But this is going to be tough to get anything established against that yeah. D-line. Well, well, you know we're going to need that score prediction before we let you go, though. You can't just say, oh, yeah, I think it's going to be the Rams. I don't know. Put a number on that thing. Uh, <laughs> put, put a number I mean, like, 24-17 type game. Okay. 24-14. Okay. 24-14. 24-14. Okay, okay. Double digits on them one time. Hey, before you let before you let TG go, can I tell you my favorite thing about Terrence Garvin? Oh, let me hear it. At three and zero against the University of Pittsburgh at WVU, undefeated, never lost. Absolutely. I never lost a pitch. Never did that. We don't know how to do that. We're gonna sing Country Roads in high school the first the first week of the season next year. I say Take it. me I'm home. Come on now. We're gonna sing that in high school to the place. I think wow, boys, boys, I talk to them boys. We over here getting right in more than they working hard. They hungry. It's gonna be a different game next year. I'm telling you, the, the backyard ball is back. We don't lose that. TG so. in 2010, when you guys went into Heinz Field and whooped up on those Panthers, at 35 to seven, no well, big deal. Uh, me and about welcome. me and about 30 of my buddies were there in the end zone, Let's having go. having the time of our lives. Let's so go. I'm I'm excited to get back there as well. Heck yeah, man, go ears. Y'all know how we on. Y'all, y'all know what team we uh, rocking yeah, with over here, man. How he is today? Uh-huh. It's go ears always, guys. Come on, man. Who, who else Most be real for? <laughs> Stop that, T- Don't you do that, TG. Don't you do that. Not, Come not, on, man. West Virginia, <laughs> take me home. Oh, country roads. Come on, man. I got the song, man. I'm down. Yeah, you, you one of those people who's probably like, oh, that song's about the western part of Virginia, aren't you? <laughs> My dog, man. We got the... <laughs> I'm not even calling it a shock to the world. I don't even think that's an upset. We're going to come in there and do what we're supposed to do. Yes, sir. I could, I could <laughs> dig it. I could dig it. Well, TG, man, definitely appreciate you taking some time to come on the show with us, man. And we'll do this again soon, man. Sounds good? All right, bro. Love, bro. My dog, man. Always <laughs> Take love, Take it easy, baby. partner. Enjoy the game. <laughs> Terrence Garvin, ladies and gentlemen. Pittsburgh Steelers alum. West Virginia University alum Woo. as well, man. Always good to hear from him, man. Undefeated. Isn't that funny, though, that in 2010, yeah. I was a sophomore in college, and we had, I think, 33 tickets for that for that backyard brawl in Dude, the end that's zone. nuts. And TG was out there making plays. And now I'm talking to him on the radio show. Yeah, Isn't man. it funny how life works? You it made me feel kind of old circle. when you was like 2010. I was in the crowd, sophomore West. I was like, what? 2010? I was a rookie in NFL. <laughs> I was starting to play. That means you're two years older than me, would you? I, it's still, I just don't like that feeling though, man. It just feels bad. Like, yo, you're supposed to be an adult with me at this time. 
okay? I don't want to be older than you. I want to be the same According age. to Uncle Sam, I was an adult at that time. I was like 19, 20. Yeah, round up. They could have sent me to war. Yeah, could, technically they could have, yeah. Couldn't buy a cold one at Heinz Field. Make that make sense, But right? they could send me with my bootstraps. It's crazy. Craziness, craziness, craziness. <laughs> no, it is funny how that all works out. I love it. I love this little uh, guest lineup that we have. Of hey, man, we, we, we keeping it spicy. Chris Carter, know? Terrence Garvin, Brian Backo. Hey, Sometimes you got to keep it spicy a, you know, like that's that. another one. For everyone out there, to, oh, you're just a pit hater. Brian Backo went to pit. Yeah. I mean, two of the three guests that we have on this show went I'm to pit. I'm two pit friends. Oh, no. Yeah. I just I just pulled that card, didn't I? <laughs> Missy Matthews, I've got three. I'm not a pit hater. i got three pit friends, guys. Look, they're right there. They'll vouch for me, too. <laughs> That's that, that was, you know what? We've made some funny jokes. <laughs> can we just take I'm a quick sorry. moment? Can we just? Most of you, I think, just put picked up the joke that Arthur Motes was putting down. <laughs> That's buddy, I tell you what, that might be the that that's that might be the highlight of the four uh, years now we've that, been doing that was this pretty show. Funny. That, I, I, yeah. No, I'm not a pit hater. Yeah. I've got three friends that went to pit. Yep. That's if, if yeah. you know if you know, you know. If that's, you know, you know. That's, that's, that's a good that's a good one. But I've got a dozen, okay? No, without a doubt, without a doubt. But I did want to come back to something that uh Terrence was talking about though. Sure, sure. Going back to some of those quarterback prospects. The Malik Willis hype, man. It's it's and you know what? It is Give him, really picking up. Wait till the combine when you know when he looks really good in the underwear Olympics yeah. too, and that athleticism pops some more. Like, what are your thoughts on him, man? My thoughts on him are he is a guy that if you know you we all start to do that thing where we're all looking around and hey he's still there, mm-hmm. hey he's still there that I would be interested in. Up right now, and again, you never know how the draft falls because pick twenty could roll around, and there could have been a huge run on offensive linemen. There could have been a huge run on deep. And if you look at some of these mocks, I mean, I've seen mocks where they got three quarterbacks going in the top eighteen. Then I've seen it where only one quarterback goes exactly. in the first or in the first twenty picks. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, there can certainly be a scenario where that that feels like value at twenty, but I'm not there right now. But. If he's still there in the second round when you pick, absolutely. If he's a guy that the Steelers really are smitten by, as mm-hmm. you know, some people reported during the yeah, senior bowl. very true. Maybe if it gets to be late in the first round, early in the second round, you try yeah. and trade back it. But pick 20, for me, I, I, I don't know if I want to, again, with a, a team, that a, a roster that it feels like needs some foundational repairs. Remember our hashtag trenches out mm-hmm. campaign. Um, I, I don't know if I would take that risk at pick 20. But 10 or so picks after, 20 or so picks after, absolutely. Yeah, see, I'm kind of stuck right here with this little bit of dilemma because I think Malik is a very intriguing prospect. Uh, at the same time, I think he's raw in some elements as well. Mm-hmm. But I think he has probably the highest ceiling without a doubt than yeah, any of these I other quarterbacks coming out. And you know, too, like we've done the whole entire just revenant mm-hmm. there. It's not a great quarterback class thing. Right. But it's not a bad quarterback class either. One, yeah. All these names, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Malik Willis, mm-hmm. Sam Howell, Carson Strong. Am I forgetting anybody? I'm probably forgetting somebody. But that's five. Oh, that even I just, Bailey Zappi. He's yeah, the other guy that people are talking about. That's five or six right there. Uh, one or two of those guys is going to end up being a longtime franchise quarterback. Yeah. Like, you can think these guys are not good, da da one or two of these guys is going to play in the league for well, a decade. And, and, and let me get, because I've been. just what the numbers yeah, indicate. It, well, I've been grinding tape on these dudes. So I'll, I'll even say this, man. When you hear the term, it's not a great quarterback class, they're saying there isn't a Trevor Lawrence. There isn't Joe a Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. a Tua Tagovailoa, a definitive, this is the alpha. He is ready to be the guy. There's no one. Andrew Luck in this right. class. But 
what they are not saying is this. This is still a good class. All those quarterbacks yeah. that I've named in this class, their floor is high. Their com- Kenny Pickett, the knock on Kenny Pickett isn't that he's not good. It's that he's already tapped into who he really is. You don't think he'll develop to anything There's, greater than right, this. Right. But he can still come in right now and help a team win. In the right situation, he can come in and do what a Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing. In the right situation, he could play the style of play of a Baker Mayfield, potentially. Like, not to the same extent, but you get the no, absolutely, idea of absolutely, absolutely. you don't have to be this God-tier quarterback to win in the NFL. And the good news is, is I don't think there's any teams out there right now that are so desperate they're going to ask one of these guys to come Correct. in. The Jets aren't taking a quarterback. The Lions, right. you'd be really surprised if they took one at pick two. We right. know the Jags aren't taking a quarterback. So it's like, so they might if they land go into a good, good situation, it'd be like how Mac Jones looks right now. If Mac Jones was exactly. in Jacksonville, exactly. yes, Mac Jones that's would a, struggle. That's but a great Mac Jones example. In New England. Yeah. example. So when I think of these quarterbacks, it's the exact same scenario. Granted, none of them have, oh, this, 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 and this. But what they all have is a floor that guarantees they're going to at least be well said. Yep. good. They at least be QB2. Like, they're in that conversation totally with you just on based on where they are right now. And some of their guys, the ceilings are different. Like I said, with Malik Willis, his ceiling is a lot higher because of the athletic ability. Carson Strong, his ceiling could be higher because of how strong his arm is and how big he is. Guys like Sam Howell, the dual threat a little bit with him. Even with the Baker comparisons, I personally think that Sam is way more athletic than Baker Mayfield. Uh, look, he kind of like his arm a little bit. Dude, still hey. there. All right, I, I ain't trying to go there, but I'm just saying. But it's certain things like that where it's just, I don't think that the the perception of this class is the right perception. I think because of the way we have worded it and because of the history of how we look at the quacks in the class and stuff like that, if you don't have an alpha, it's not a good class. I don't think that that's the case this year. I completely agree with you. And you know what? For the quarterbacks that are you know amongst those group that we've discussed – you might not get as much money on your rookie contract, obviously, if you're going late in the 20s or 30s as opposed to the top 10. But if you land in a better situation, long term for your career and for for your you know your money maximizing potential, that might be best for a lot of these guys to end up going to a New Orleans mm-hmm. instead of a New York. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, or but- New Jersey. Sorry. Thank you. Because let's say, don't you disrespect? I saw you giving. I saw like you giving me the side. There's only one team yes. in the NFL that plays in New York. And I was like, Buffalo doesn't need a quarterback right now. And it's right the Buffalo. Now. Yeah. No, they got a pretty good one. Yeah, they're good. I think they're not gonna have to worry about that for a while. But with that being said, man, we are gonna take a break here because when we get back, I do want us to be able to hit the Twitter.com. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the tweets are coming in. I know we got more people that want to get involved in this conversation, so we're going to let you guys get involved really, really, really this time. All right, so. On the Twitter.com, at Dabody52. Dabody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. Hit us up. Let us know your thoughts on this conversation that we've been having, whether it's the Lewis Riddick interview situation, whether it is these young quarterbacks. Are you building through the draft of one of these guys? you have a favorite? Or if you'd rather go, you know, the trade route or, you know, the, the recycle bin. The uh, patience route. I, I, I call it the recycle bin, right? When you talk about, like, your, your Mariotas and, and the, uh, the the James Winstons, the oh, guys who was, like, the super lost, talented. The but lost they, and found you know, section. Yeah, yeah. It's like you might find something nice in there. It's a secondhand store. It could work out for you. So when I think of those guys, but either way, let us know your thoughts on all of that. And when we get back, we will address that. But as we always do, this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on SNR. 